Keeping It With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure, is brought to you by TKM Incorporated. This company located in Moss, Tennessee, specializes in erosion control, hydro-seeding, hydro-mulch, silt fence. They do minor excavation work, and they also provide traffic control and construction signs. Their mission is keeping people safe. Their passion is wishing that all men could be saved. TKM stands for The King's Men. If you'd like to contact The King's Men, you can contact them at 931-243-3958, 931-243-3958, or you may email them at tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. That is tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. The King's Men, in partnership with Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. SJL General Contractor is a full construction company that primarily focuses on civil construction and asphalt sales in the Huntsville and Fayetteville regions. Services they provide include, but are not limited to, road construction, asphalt material, underground utilities, site work, and demolition. They employ heavy equipment operators, concrete finishers, pipe layers, and CDL dump truck drivers. If you would like for this company to work for you on your project, or if you'd like to work for them as an employee of this family-owned business, you can contact them at 931-433-4660. That is 931-433-4660. Or three W's and a dot, sjnl.com. That's www.sjnl.com. SJNL General Contractor is a sponsor of Keeping Up With Jones. Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. They were left holding the bag. That means to abandon someone or force someone to bear the responsibility or blame for something. It comes from an 18th century British phrase that referred to all the criminals getting away except one. And that one guy was left holding the bag of gold, the bag of money, the bag of jewels. And he's the person who gets caught while everybody else escapes. And then he bears all the blame. He left holding the bag. Well, for five days a week for 11 years, I would leave my house and be given or pick up a small brown paper bag. My father had one, my brother had one, and I had one, and that was our paper bag that contained our lunch for the day. Now, parents like to provide good lunches for their kids. Uh, I remember when uh, Lonnie Beth was younger that we said, hey, look, money doesn't grow on trees, and you can make some choices about life because, you know, life is about choices. And so here's some money, and you can have the money for the week. And you can do whatever you want to with it. You can buy candy, you can buy records, you can uh, go to the mall or whatever, or you can take that money and choose to eat a hot lunch at school. And if you uh, don't want to eat the hot lunch at school and pay for it with your money, then we'll buy stuff at Walmart and you can take a, a packed lunch or a sack lunch, as the case would be. Well, Lonnie Beth Jones was never left holding the bag. You see, she would go to Walmart with us, and she would put together these delicious combinations so she could carry salad to school, 
and you would get to school and sell her salad and buy a hot lunch. And then she would have the money that we would going to provide for either lunch or recreation. And she would eat a hot lunch and spend her money. Well, those chickens are coming home to roost. Because you see, little Rowan Harper Watkins is now in kindergarten. And they've given her a budget, and they've worked it out with the school that when the children come through the lunch line, their account is paid in advance, and you get, you know, your entree, and you get a peripheral item, and then you get something to drink. Well, Tyler walks into the kindergarten cafeteria yesterday, and Rowan is sitting at her table, the proud owner of two chocolate chip cookies and two chocolate milks. Apparently, her understanding of what her resources are are vastly different than what her parents thought they were. When I carried my little brown bag to school, my little brown bag always contained a cheese sandwich, plain, just bread and cheese cut in half from corner to corner, a little cellophane wrapper full of potato chips, and a slice of my mom's moist golden pound cake. Now, I ate the sandwich with the potato chips stuffed inside, and then I would trade the golden pound cake. See, I had pound cake at the house. I didn't have to eat pound cake at lunch. I could go home every afternoon and get a slice of pound cake and a glass of milk. So I would trade the pound cake for things in the cafeteria. And I loved the little rectangular pizzas that they had in the cafeteria. I love the little rectangular pizzas that come from the cafeteria even now. I would stomp a bucket of baby ducks to have another piece of one of those pizzas from from my high school cafeteria. But as I was working my magic in the lunchroom and trading my mom's pound cake, I've been offered desserts. I've been offered main courses. I've been offered money. Uh, Greg Wilder offered me his sister for a piece of mom's pound cake. A man with pound cake had power in those days. Now, when my lunch was over, I would fold my little bag and put it in my back pocket. And then when I walked in the door after school, I placed a bag on the counter or on the kitchen table. And then the next morning, there was your bag, all full and ready to go. (laughs) I never really appreciated what that process must have been. I never really given much thought to, to what went on between the time I left the bag in the afternoon and pick up the bag in the morning. I always just assumed that when you left a bag, then it was full. I mean, everybody knows that if you leave a bag on the kitchen table, then cheese sandwiches, potato chips, and pound cake appear inside magically. It's like tides and gravity and the full moon and inertia. You don't really have to explain it. You just know that's the way it is. As a little boy in in Bible school, the teachers would tell the story of the five loaves and the two fish. And Jesus taking this little boy's lunch and, and feeding the 5,000. And the teachers sometimes take liberties in order for small children to grasp the concept. And I can remember being in Bible class and the lady would say, a little boy's mother had packed him a lunch. She was a very good mother. And Jesus asked the little boy to share. Well, two things impressed me as a child. Number one, Upon hearing that story, I I believed since they said they packed the lunch, I could have given you book, chapter, and verse that this kid was carrying a brown paper bag, which wasn't the case. And the other thing that impressed me was I really didn't care much for the mom. The teacher ran it on and on about this little boy's picnic lunch that he took to the Sea of Galilee. And I'm always thinking, where's the pound cake? What? 
No pound cake, five loaves, two fish, but no pound cake. What kind of mom sends her kid off for the day without pound cake? <laughs> I, I remember sitting with Jackie when she taught it Mother's Day Out. I was sitting down there eating lunch with her and watching the little children open up their lunch boxes. And they produced a variety of things, dinosaur eggs and funny fruits and cookies and all kinds of stuff. And each little child had something different. And the process of a mom or a parent carefully thinking, what does my child like? But also thinking, what does my child need? And packing it into that lunchbox. You know, I never got confused and took, took my dad's lunch instead of mine to school. But I suspect had I picked up the wrong paper bag and opened it up, I would have found in that bag what was my dad's favorite thing. As, as parents, we really have a lot of control over what we put into our kids' life bag. Not just their lunch bag, but their life bag. But it's, it's sort of the same process. Now, I believe in, in the universal assumption of trauma. I believe that all bad behavior is maladaptive behavior based on things that have happened to us. You, you never ask the question, hey, what's wrong with you? You ask the question, what happened to you? And then you ask, how did you interpret it? What happened? What was put into your lunch bag and what did you do with it? And that's really the, the responsibility of the person who owns the lunch bag. See, you as a parent, good parenting or bad parenting, the only thing you control is what you send your kids off with. You fill that bag with values, boundaries, morals, beliefs, responsibilities, obligations, teaching, training, truths, responsibility, maturity. You know, the good parent you, you should put in, based on Stephen Glenn's book, Raising Self-Reliant Children in a Self-Indulgent World, you should put into your kid's bag the idea that I'm capable. You should put I'm significant. You should put into that bag the choices I make. I have the power to influence how my life turns out. I'm not a victim, quote-unquote, of the universe. That bag needs to contain a set of skills, interpersonal skills, intrapersonal skills, systemic skills, and judgmental skills. We, we, we give our kids the idea, look, there's things that you can do and things that you should do, and there's things that you should learn to do for yourself. You have a, an inherent amount of significance. You're a person created in the image of God. And you have a responsibility to reflect that, but you have some significance, and then you have power. You can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you respond to what happens to you. And then you learn, you need to learn to have insight. You need to learn to deal with your intrapersonal self, my emotions, my feelings, my thoughts. And then you need to balance how the, the you that you runs into the me that's me because, because we're different. And then you're going to be involved in a family and in a community and a school and a church and in a world. And so you've got to have uh, systemic skills. How do I operate inside of a system? And then a lot of your choices are judgmental skills. They're based on values. They're based on the things that you believe and the things that you know. And as a parent, that's what we put into the bag. As a parent, that's what we put into the little lunch sack that we send our kids out with and what they do with it. 
that's beyond our responsibility. And I know a lot of parents have, have difficulty accepting the fact that my child did or didn't, my child became or didn't become, my child thrived or failed to thrive, and somehow they feel like it's their fault. And then, and then sometimes and when you talk about dysfunctional parenting or, or harmful parenting, uh, that, that may be true, but to a large part, children make decisions about what they do with what's in their bag. In good things or bad things, you put it in that bag, you can ignore it and let it rot in your locker. Or you can take it to the lunchroom and pull out the parts one by one and say, you know, I'll trade you for this, or I don't think I'm going to use this. I'm going to trade this for something that I think is better or tastier or more pleasant. Or you can just eat what's in the bag. And, and, and what you put in the bag is up to you as a parent. But how your child responds to what's in the bag is, is really up to them. And those no, there's no guarantee that, that putting a good lunch together means the child eats healthy. And there's no guarantee that putting a bad lunch together means the child eats unhealthy because his children learn independence and his children learn self-responsibility, as children learn to be self-efficacy. Then we have less and less influence over our children. Now, the, the, the primary influencer in a child's life is the parent. But that's a primary influence, and it doesn't guarantee outcomes. There's some things that lead to better outcomes. There's some things that lead to more helpful outcomes. There's, there's some things that are optimal as, as parents. But the bottom line is, your job as a parent and we'll just take one side of the equation. Your job as a parent, and I'm going to assume I'm talking to good parents, your job as a good parent is to put good things into that lunch bag. You only provide the contents. Now, how those contents are used, that's not up to you. That's up to the child. What, what you came away from, from your family of origin, whatever was in that bag, you had to choose to eat it, you had to choose to ignore it, or you had to say, you know what, I think I'll trade it for something else. But you bore the responsibility for what was in your bag, and your children will bear the responsibility for what's in that little brown bag special that you send them out into life with. And the only person who actually has responsibility, the only person who actually has the, the culpability for how their life turns out it's not up to the person who filled the bag as much as it's up to the person who left holding the bag. And depending on the choices you make about self-reliance, the choices you make about interpreting trauma, the choices you make about whether you're going to be a victim or not, that choice is going to be up to you because you'll be the one that's left holding the bag. Keeping up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. I am your host, Lonnie Jones. My wife Jackie and I moved to the city of Huntsville in 1986 for me to be a youth and family minister. I have been a minister since 1980. I have served in this community as a police chaplain assigned to a SWAT team since 1992, and I've been in private practice as a licensed professional counselor since 1998. I'm also an adventure educator and an avid outdoorsman. I dabble in rock climbing 
and I goof around with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Our life has been full of many wonderful experiences and some just outright adventures. I used to write about those things in a little church bulletin article. So now instead of asking you to read those things, we're just going to talk about them in our podcast. And as we talk about them, we're going to talk about the facts. The facts lead to concepts and the concepts lead to application. One caveat about the facts is for the most part, we're going to tell you the facts just as they happened. But every now and then, we're going to tell you the way other people have told us they remember it happening with a little bit of embellishment. It's all good, clean fun and for educational purposes. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy Keeping Up with Jones.